Today is March 3rd, and we got some kind of shocking and a little scary news about Aaron Boone. We're going to be discussing that and some other things that have happened. We'll be going live, giving Brian Hoke a call. So let's do it. Let's talk about the Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you very much for tuning in and spending some time with us to discuss the New York Yankees. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In the corner, we have Bug Bug Davis. <laughs> Talking Yanks presented by DraftKings. DraftKings has a crazy bet going on right now for UFC 259, Jake. You choose one fighter. Adesanya. You say, this dude's going to... Who are you choosing? Israel Adesanya. Israel is his That's first name? That's my guy, yeah. Does he go by Izzy? Izzy Az? I think he can. Izzy Az? I think it's a powerful full name, so he kind of... Okay. Israel Adesanya. Aye. I mean, he gonna punch. And if he does punch... If he lands one punch, Jake would win. And even if you bet on the other guy, if he lands one punch, he would win. Yeah. No matter what, if the fighter you pick lands a punch, you win. Yes. DraftKings, you sickos. Adesanya's 20-0-0, so I would... I'm leaning take a chance on Has him. he won a fight without landing a punch? I just check. That would before. take a lot of research. So check, I won't because a lot tell of people you, are going to yes. be lo- yes, yes, okay, yes. All right. Whoa, that's crazy. He yeah. has one without landing a punch. No, that was the question posed. No, and you locked in confidently. Yes. No, 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 no. Check the tape. Download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code Johnboy when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars. If either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday, how about that? Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code John Boy to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Is that promo code John Boy? Yes. Promo code John Boy and I. The, DraftKings is always John Boy. I so I just I typed in Israel Adesanya's name just to do it. Yeah. And his quote from 45 minutes ago was, "I'm not getting touched in this fight." So don't choose the opponent. I would not choose the other guy if that's Holy his sh- game plan. That is, I mean, yeah. I don't. You know, a lot of really good fighters, and I know because I've I've done a lot of scouting. Yes. That's not their game plan. You know, no. they'll let the other guy give him a few rope a dope. Yeah. You know, that's our game plan. Oh yeah, the yeah. person beating us up. We hope they get tired. At Tire some point. yourself out while I just curl up in a ball, and then maybe I'll just like you know poke your eyes a little bit if you're down and out on thanks, your own. Thanks, DraftKings. Thanks, DraftKings. All right, Jake. Um, yeah, we were going to have Hoke on anyway. Give him a call. We delayed it obviously because of the Aaron Boone news. If anyone hasn't heard, he's going on uh, like leave right away. He's having surgery done today or tomorrow to get a pacemaker put in. He was feeling light, lightheaded and, and some things. And in 2009, he had open-heart surgery. I'm not exactly sure for what. Um, he has, like, a condition. Yeah. He's had it his whole life. but So crazy. 
Um, scary man. When those words came across, we were we were doing JJR. You could see our live reaction. We were having a very silly episode of JJR, and uh, I mean, dropped like a ton of bricks. I mean, it's scary stuff. So, uh, some of the quotes and stuff that have come out have been a little better, but crazy news and I don't know, hoax. Hoax was just on the press conference with Cashman. Yeah. Um. So. And he's at camp, so we'll see. We'll do that, and then and then we'll do some some Yankees camp talk. What he's seeing and all yeah. that. All right, I'm giving him a call right now, and if he doesn't answer, that's oh my god. I mean, we told him we were gonna call, and it's like, can you hear that? I can't hear that. Ringing, ringing. There they are. Hello, Mr. Hoke. This is James O'Brien, and I am with Jake Sturielli, and we are live on Talking Yanks. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're, we've gone very professional these days. So. Always a pleasure to speak with you. It's good to talk to you, Brian. How uh, how are you, man? Good. A little bit cold out here, and I know you don't want to do that up in New York, but it's a little crazy, and I think we're going to get first hit somewhere around the, probably the high 50s tonight, so... Um, yeah, probably not the Florida that you're envisioning right now. That's fair. I remember being there a year or two ago, and it was really windy, and we had to put, like, hoodies yeah. on, and the Northeast was upset with us because it was snowing, but we were like, but trust <laughs> us. It's cold here, it's too. It's definitely hoodie weather. If you guys had the RV out here in the parking lot, we would uh, we could be grilling something, maybe have hot chocolate or something tonight. Um, you got to do that again. That was fun. That that photo of us in the parking lot is now like a, a John Boy Media photo, us covered in blankets doing player profiles and projections. <laughs> um, so yeah, Brian. I mean, we wanna. I mean, we want to talk all the spring training stuff with you, and we will. And just the vibes there. And I mean, Kluber's on the mound tonight. I'm sure you're gonna be all over that because none of the TV and stuff is. But we uh, we got breaking news today. Uh, Booney's getting the pacemaker. You were just on the press conference. With Cashman, so uh, you just want to roll with it and every everything that's gone on on your end? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that uh, today they do Zoom meetings. So, you know, in normal times they would gather all the coaches and the front office people down to the, uh, the manager's office, but everything is over Zoom now. So when Booney logged on for his daily Zoom session with the coaches and the front office staff, he was already in a hospital bed. And so... I think everybody kind of had to do a double take and, and see what's going on there. But uh, this is something that he's known has been coming for a little bit, for a while now. He's been experiencing some lightheadedness, kind of shortness of breath. Uh, he's been wondering what's up for the past six to eight weeks here. And, um, you know, I guess his, his blood pressure is just a little bit low. And uh, Booney had open heart surgery as an active player in 2009 when he was uh, with the Houston Astros that effectively ended his playing career, and I remember when he was hired, somebody asked about, is this going to be an issue? Would that be an issue as a manager? And he's been assured that it would not be, and uh, everything they're telling us now is that, you know, this is a fairly routine procedure. It, it happens thousands of times every day in hospitals all across the country, so the idea is that he could be back in the dugout within two to three days, so, you know, I think uh, we're all kind of rooting for him and fingers crossed that he gets through it healthy and that everything goes well. Yeah. Thoughts with him and his family. Of course it is nice to hear because like my heart sank and I hate when I get punched in the face with reality and 
and all that stuff. And, and, and you know, when you read it, because it shocked us, you're like, oh, my God, did they just, like, rush him to the hospital? Is this, like, a thing yeah. that no one knew about? So to hear his statement and to hear him say, like, no, like, we've been talking for weeks and this is planned does ease it up a, a little bit. The fact he says he's going to be back in a couple of days, obviously I don't know what having a pacemaker gets put in entails at all. I have no knowledge. But just kind of blows my mind, like, man, like, it's spring. Take it easy. <laughs> like, we'll see you April 1st, even if then. Like, you know, need you, need you. But I, I'm i glad that through Cashman's press conference and Boone's statement, it the, my heart rose back up from sinking so fast. <laughs> yeah, well, when, when the email hit my inbox, I mean, that was my first thought, too. Yeah, you immediately picture – you know, an ambulance taking him, you know, at, you know, warp speed through the streets of Tampa. But that, that was not the case. You know, uh, there was no incident today, nothing like that. And, and he managed the game in Sarasota yesterday. So um, he never let on that this was something that was bothering him. I had no idea. Obviously, I'm not in the clubhouse the way I, I usually would be. So I, I haven't seen him in person as much as, uh, you know, I would have in a normal spring. But even on the Zoom calls, he never let on that anything was bothering him. So. Uh, he did a very good job of keeping this under wraps, and he actually kept it away from a lot of his players, too, because he had to shoot a video uh, for them that was played for the whole team, I guess, this morning or this afternoon, just kind of telling the guys, hey, don't worry about me. I'm fine. I got this. You know, And, and essentially um, kind of putting out the fire that uh, you were just talking about there, right? because I'm sure a lot of his players were, were worried about his health as, as well. Yeah, I mean, in that the the Cashman presser that we we watched, I think the the nine minute clip of it, uh, Cashman man, when he's when he's got a point to get across, he's he's really good at it. And he talked about how Boone didn't want the players to have to go through a situation where they were playing the mystery game and the press was kind of poking at them trying to find out and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it it seems. It, good news is the wrong term for this because we're we're all taken aback from it. But everything since then is is sounding better than you'd expect. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, another cool thing from Cashman's press conference. And I don't know if you if you can know more about this than we do, Brian. Is that Cashman said like they talked about going the option the the route of not even telling the public at all and having Boone miss a week and say he was dealing with personal issues. And Boone said, uh-huh. no, I want to let everyone know. And then in his statement, he put anyone else with heart problems or anything feeling these symptoms, like go get checked out. So that's kind of nice of Booney to to use this as a way to spread that message awareness. to uh, awareness to everyone else. Did Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little public service announcement. And I think that just speaks to who Aaron Boone is, uh, the, the caliber of the person that he is. It, 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 that's with everything I know about Aaron Boone. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a reason he's one of the most well-liked uh, managers and people in this game of baseball, and that, that predates his time in the Yankees dugout. So uh, I'm not surprised that he, he would use this and try to make lemonade out of lemons, or so to speak, if we, if we could torture that analogy. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, we want to talk about regular camp stuff and some rosters, roster construction and all that. I'll let you choose, Hokey. What do you want to do first? Talkman and the bench, the bullpen, or uh, injured starting pitcher crew? 
oh, I don't know. Why don't we just go with the rotation since uh, since I'm about to watch Corey Kluber make his spring debut here tonight. Great, great, because I am putting a lot of trust in you to be my eyes yeah. because I, I – I said this on an episode a while ago. I said, they better not hide Kluber from us. Like, you know, sometimes CeCe and Paxton never pitched a game. They always did sim games. They never, like, saw Uh an opponent. And I was like, I hope they don't do that with Kluber because I really want to see with my own eyes him on the mound because I'm very cynical and skeptical of Kluber returning to full health. So I need you to be my eyes and ears since it's not televised. And we we have decided... That if his next start isn't televised again, we're we're sniffing around some fishy business. So you got to let me know how he looks. Well, today. that brings me that brings me back to the RV thing. You know, if his next start if his next start isn't televised, why don't you guys just ride down? Right, don't do that to us, man. You know we very much want to be there. Um, so I a kind of mean. It's only like twelve hundred miles. If you guys go back and forth, you can definitely do it in like what fourteen hours. I think it's isn't it here to Tampa like twenty four. My longest. My, I I drove from Denver. I drove from Denver to Davis, California once in a day. I think that was twenty hours. And an RV. So it's don't be twenty four. Don't, don't force my hand. Yeah. Um. All right. How do you think? Well, anyway, um, yeah, it, it thinks that it's not on TV tonight. Uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of Yankee fans would love to see Corey Kluber because I'm very interested to see Kluber and you know can he recapture that Cy Young form. I think they could settle for something short of that. Uh, you don't even need him to, to be a Cy Young candidate. You just need him to be a solid two or number three in this rotation and, um, because I think they're going to score a ton of runs. So really the important thing with Luber is can he get out there and take the ball 15 to 20 times this year? I'm not even setting the bar at 30. Like I, I'm setting it at 15 to 20 and because they've got depth in numbers. They've got Severino coming back at some point. So if he can give them half or 75% of a full, healthy season, then I think that's enough for the Yankees. I mean, they're paying him $11 million and, um, you know, that, that would be a solid bounce-back year for him. Are there any – what are the whispers at spring training right now, Brian? What are – you know, someone comes up to the fence and they're – you know, is, is someone giving you the, the Kluber looks really good? Are they are – is there a name that keeps coming up as, like, this is so-and-so's camp? You know, uh, one of the people that everybody keeps talking about in this camp that Yankee people are really excited about is Dick Nelson. And that dates back to, to pre-camp, uh, but he's continued to show that. He had a strong outing the other day through two innings. I think he retired 6 out of 7 guys he faced. And he's a, he's a four-fifth pitcher. He can help the Yankees in, as a starter, as a reliever. I don't think they're going to look at him as, as a starter so much this spring, but Definitely with those spots in the bullpen, I could see Nick Nelson jumping in one of those last couple there. Uh, we're, we're looking at guys on the bubble, maybe like a Jonathan Luizaga and Albert Abreu. I think Nick Nelson is right in that mix. And, uh, you know, they're going to need some guys to, to pick up innings there. I know they filled out with Justin Wilson and Darren O'Day. But, uh, you know, in terms of if you want to think about the Jonathan Holder role from the last couple of years, I could see Nick Nelson sliding in there uh, very easily. I like I like Nick Nelson, and I think something that ties into that is Albert Abreu just got given an option back. He was out of options, which meant he had to make the 26-man the or get DFA'd. Now he has one option left, which I think confirms or slides Nick Nelson right into the – like he will have a spot. And that also helps Abreu out a, a lot as well. That was a, kind of like a big change, at least for the back end of – 
the roster and for Albert Abreu's career right as of this point. Yeah, seems kind of unfair, doesn't it? But uh, oops, you, you get one back, and so that's uh, good news for the Yankees, I guess. But they've got so many impressive arms back down there. You know, Boone was saying a couple weeks ago that this is the best collection of arms that the Yankees have had in a camp since he got here, and of course, uh, his first year was 2018. So. Um, and, and you know what? Looking at these names, I agree with him uh, because you know, it, all right, you you don't have a say a Matsuyama Tanaka, but just getting guys like Kluber and Jameson Tyone here, and then uh, and some of these young arms who got their feet wet last year, and, and thinking about a Davy Garcia or a Clark Schmidt, who is obviously not uh, going to be on the opening day roster, but uh, when he gets back and healthy, Michael King. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pitching to be excited about here, and I know everybody wants to talk about how the Yankees. Our, our offense first team, but I think they're going to pitch a little bit this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting this year. That's going to be a war of attrition amongst the pitchers. Um, I, I think there's almost an exciting twist to it this year that we're probably going to see Albert Abreu at, at some point or, or potentially. And like, what does that look like? Um, you know, you just named all those pitchers, and we're we're going to need innings throughout the year. Um, I guess we could jump over to the out. I, I have another pitching Jim's question. Jim's got another pitching well, question, just, Brian, so I'm not going to jump to the yeah, outfield. Yeah. I would, you know, the 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 starting rotation and the pitching crew is so new. There's not one guy there that's pitched two full seasons as a Yankee. I mean, the top three, Cole did the weird year last year. Tyone is brand new. Kluber's brand new. Herman is coming back after extended period. Monty's. And then you have Matt Blake. Is it, is it, is there any, like, Big differences between routine or vibe or quietness or seriousness, demeanor. Like you know, Hap, CC, Tanaka, they were they've been around forever. Like a lot of faces that have been in camp and the starting pitching crew are gone. Right. I, I think that uh, you know, I think it's very businesslike. I guess is the way I would put it. I mean, there's nobody more serious about the art of pitching than I think Garrett Cole. And, you know, the fact that you get his buddy, Jameson Tyone, here, and then you pair him with Corey Kluber in the rotation. And Matt likes a guy who loves to crunch the numbers and is very analytical about stuff. So I, I think that the more they travel, and I don't know how much they're going to like to get to hang out with the COVID restrictions, but certainly the more they continue taking the ball every fifth day and get into that rotation and uh, the kind of routine of pitching, I think they'll build more of a relationship. But Right now, my sense of this rotation is, and this pitching staff is that they're very focused, businesslike, and I think a lot of guys, especially the ones who were here last year, have a bad taste in their mouth about the way the season ended. You know, just talking to Cole, he's, he's still angry about uh, the way the division series ended against Tampa Bay, and the Yankees believe that they had a better team on paper. And, uh, they just got outplayed on the field, but if you go play that series again a hundred times, the Yankees believe that they should have won that one. So. Um, I, I think they come into this season with a chip on their shoulder, with something to prove, and certainly I think everybody hopes that they get a full 162 to, to show what they can do. We are, and everyone else listening to this is very much hoping for that, Brian. Um, what? Uh, finally, we can jump to the outfield. Oh my God! Um, what's uh? The, there's been a lot of stuff going around Talkman. Uh, everyone's since Gardy signed. A lot of people have kind of been penciling him. With the lack of options as a potential odd man out, he comes out, he hits a homer in the first game, and he mentions he had a bum shoulder last year, which, you know, uh, 
it's an interesting thing because he didn't look like Mike Talkman at the dish for a lot of last year. Uh, he was having trouble barreling up pitches. We know the Yankees very much value his defense, very much value center field defense. Do we think it's just a ticking clock, and if these Yankees make it healthy to opening day, then something's going to happen? Or you know, should we be viewing Mike Talkman as very much a part of this Yankees roster? I think there's there's no reason that he can't stick around camp and you see what happens with uh, look, you and I have watched enough Yankee seasons to know that things pop up, things always pop up and so if they have a guy like Hoffman hanging around on March 28th that's a good thing to have, right? And so I, I think that last year you didn't see the real Mike Hoffman for a lot of reasons, he was dealing with a right shoulder issue and uh, he didn't want to use that as, a, as an excuse. He said yeah, it's something he's dealt with on and off throughout his career, and he kind of aggravated it, I think, during summer camp. And, uh, just, you know, you look at the lack of power last year, and that wasn't the real Mike Talkman. So uh, for him to come out, hit a hit a drive there uh, in his first game and um, really kind of get back to doing what he does, which is hooking the ball down the right field line, being that kind of guy and, and showing that power, I think that was a really good sign for him. And he comes in very much competing for a job on this roster. He's even talked about, hey, if you want me to go play first base, I did some of that in college. I can go do it. I'll go get a glove. They're not there yet, but uh, I wouldn't rule anything out because I think Stockman wants to be on this team, obviously, and but he wants to be in New York. And so, you know, with guys who are always on the bubble like that, the saying is, and Clint Frazier said this, you know, I'm going out and playing for the other 29 teams too. Uh, obviously, Clint now uh, knows he's going to be here. But Talkman, I think, while he wants to showcase himself for the other 29 teams, his preference would be to, to make it here in New York and stay on this roster. I'd like to see him do it. It's The roster crunch is a little bit against him, but but maybe not. It, it, you know, like If he wants to stay Yankees, if he magically got an option back, that would help him out. <laughs> but we'll see, how, we'll see how it goes, especially with Bruce and Dietrich kind of around as veteran guys that maybe they trust. Um and I'd be very interested. You you brought up Clint there in a quote he said last year. How different is Clint now? I mean, he's addressed it himself, the maturation sure. of Clint Frazier from a couple years ago to now. I think Lindsay just wrote an article all about it, and and he, he, he has said, like, you know, I look back and it's just like doing too much um, and all that. Is it, is it noticeable for you? Do you think that's uh, – has it been a different Clint? I, I think we've seen a different Clint even going back to last year. I, I think that once he got the call back, and I think he joined the team in Atlanta, if I remember correctly, but uh, just getting back on the roster, uh, that kind of second tour after he went to the alternate site, did everything right, uh, you know, get the heck out of the ball at the alternate site, didn't pout about it, just went down to work and get better. And then to come back and uh, to be a Gold Glove finalist, I think that speaks volumes about Clint too. But we knew the offense was going to be there yesterday in Sarasota. I got a chance to—I kind of had a weird angle or a different angle, I guess—in uh, the box seats on the first base side, and really got to see that stance that he worked on last year with the coil, and it's so pronounced. And because usually my view is from behind home plate, so I don't see it from that angle, but. Man, he just looks like a hitter up there. I mean, he to hear that ball come off his bat, I mean, uh, he's something special. He, he's going to be a really good player in this league for a long time, and I think all of us wondered if that would actually be in New York and if he would get an opportunity here, if he'd have to find stardom with the, the Cincinnati Reds or something. But, um, you know, I think that clearly they have now shown that 
you know, Clint's going to get a real opportunity to be an everyday player in New York. And I'm excited to see what he does if he gets 400, 500 big league at bats. Because, uh, you know, as he said in his press conference, he knows exactly down to the number how many big league games he's played. He's played 162, and he knows his batting average, his home run, his stats, his RBI, everything like that. Um, and he thinks he's better than what he's shown in the big league. So I'm excited for him to get a, an opportunity to show that on an everyday basis. Brian, I'm I'm going to ask you an unfair question because that's what I'm good at. Um, you always do that. Why? Uh, you know, I like keeping you on your toes, man. Uh, I mean, as long as you keep uh, Penny Hoke trying to invade my space on the internet, then I'm going to keep you on your toes. Um, okay, fair enough. This and this is a little bit playing the lottery and trying to trying to read the magic ball a little bit. And it, I guess what I'm looking for, if there's any hints of what you've seen, uh, Jimmy mentioned a couple guys, Bruce and Dietrich. There's a couple pitchers, Kyle Bearclaw, Julius Chassin. I mean, these are MLB players that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, if I guess if you were a betting man, or or is there anything you know that Jay Bruce came out? You know, I joined the Yankees because I wanted to win a championship. Which any any person who's taken a a press conference 101 class knows you got to say that about your new team, but do any of those guys jump out more than another that they're going to be a part of this Yankee season? Well, I thought Bruce had a better shot before Gardner re-signed. I, I thought that made a lot more sense to me before you had Gardy back in the mix. So I would say of the guys you just mentioned, Derek Dietrich, Dietrich has definitely jumped out at me. I mean, this guy, this guy is jacked. Um, I don't know if you saw his interview on the Yes Network, but his personality would definitely play in New York. He's a, he's a close friend of Giancarlo Stanton. I think he, he makes a lot of sense in a lot of different spots of this team. He could play some third base. He could play second base. He could play first base. He can play the corner outfield if you need him to. He's a left-handed bat. So um, I, I feel like he's a guy who could push Tyler Wade for a roster spot here. Uh, I, uh, I guess the one drawback on Dietrich is that he can't play shortstop, which Wade can, and um, but otherwise, this is a guy who has been through the wars and is excited about being in camp, about wearing the pinstripe. He said, uh, you know, you, you may only get one opportunity to play for the Yankees, so that's why he took this chance. And, um, so he's, he's very much in the mix here, fighting for a roster spot. And I think the Yankees have liked what they've seen in the early workout. And so let's see if the bat can, uh, can play enough that he can kind of hit his way up to New York. Like that. The shortstop thing might be the only only thing there, unless they're confident that they can have Geo move over to short to finish out the game if Glaber was to get hurt, and then just call yeah. Wade up. They love, an, they love rest so much that they yeah, they do. So I don't, I don't know. All right, you brought up Gardner and you brought up Stanton. I have two questions for you. One regarding each. Do Gardner first. Gardner comes back. A caller asked us this, so I'm going to ask you this. When you think of a bald Yankee, who comes to mind? Mm. Love that. Well, here's the funny thing, and here's why I say that. Penny, my daughter, still thinks that when she has the game on, if she sees Gardy get a big hit and he's in the dugout, she thinks that's dead. So, like, (laughs) I I really don't want to ruin that. That's why I'm happy that Gardner came back. Um, Only because you've told her to think that, Brian. You told her to think (laughs) that. You walk around in a number 11 jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. All day, every day. Um, yeah, bald Yankee. You know, I kind of think of Eric Kratz is the one that's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, you know, CeCe's a bald Yankee, too, but mm-hmm. I, I think Gardner is the quintessential bald Yankee, and it's always funny when you see those pictures of him from, like, 2007, 2008, where he was kind of hanging on to it a little bit. You know, I, 
in fairness, hey, 2007, 2008, I was hanging on to it too. I was clinging uh, for dear life. So uh, Gardy went full Vic Shaver way before I did. So credit to him. But uh, I think he's he's one of the all-time great ball Yankees. I think I agree. Yeah. I think I agree. We had some others that came up. Now Do we, you consider Jeter and Moe bald we Yankees? Had, we got pretty Yo, mad at man. Jeter because he never fully shaved it. He always left a little stubble to let people think yeah, it was by choice. Derek Derek was very adamant that, uh, hey, this is a choice, buddy. I remember him saying that in the clubhouse to our friend Wally Matthews. Yeah, said Wally was uh, Wally was giving him crap one day about going stand up top. He said, hey, man, this is a choice, buddy. Uh, but Moe? As far as Mo goes, what I remember being hilarious was, you know, we'd be at Fenway Park or wherever, and it'd be post-game, and the guys would be, you know, packing up their suitcase and ready to go. And Mo had this, like, brush, a, a very fine-toothed brush, and he would just stand there for maybe three or four minutes because it's Mo, he's meticulous, he's going to do everything right, and he's brushing what's left of his hair. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, there's, you're done. There's nothing left. Um, you know, like, I can say that as a as a bald man myself, but Mo was very, um, he was very well groomed. He would not do anything halfway, even if, uh, even if it didn't seem to, to us, like there was any reason for what he was doing. It's a good image. Mariana Rivera combing his bald head. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Stanton. Uh, I learned from you, Brian, that Stanton is taking a leadership role in the clubhouse this year. Can you tell me more yeah. about that? Yeah, I, I think this goes back to last year, too. You know, he spoke up and was very kind of uh, outspoken on the Black Lives Matter stuff, but also in the, the team dinner meetings and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he was, uh, a few years ago, he was probably one of the guys who was in the back of the room, but, uh, and I've heard this from a few people now, that he's more stepping up, and, and clearly you're not doing a whole lot of game planning here in spring training, but uh, definitely during the regular season last year, he was taking on more of a leadership role saying, you know, uh, because this guy knows hitting and he's a student of hitting. He's not one of those guys who just gets in the box and, and lets it rip. Um, he knows what a guy's throwing, what a guy threw last time. Hey, the last time that we faced this guy, he did X, Y, and Z. So Stanton has been very vocal about that and has kind of uh, emerged as a, a more of a leader on this team. And you know, it, it's hard to be a team leader when you're not playing. And I think that's the thing that comes back for the last couple of years is that he hasn't been on the field. But last year he was for, for a good deal of it. And uh, I think that he is poised. He wants to get back to where he was that first year in New York where I don't think he gets enough credit because he played out there a full year. And he, he did play hurt for a lot of that year because guys like Judge were, were down with injuries and uh, he really stepped up, so I know that's forgotten because he hasn't played a whole lot the last two years, but uh, coming in this year, he's trying to change that narrative, and um, I, I think he is definitely a, a leader in this clubhouse right now. Yeah, but he doesn't perform in the playoff, Hulk. Oh, wait, no, he, he went absolutely... Oh, wait, uh, uh, what? we don't know what it would be if there were fans in the stands, but now he's got to go <laughs> prove that, right? That's yep. a good one. There's always something left to prove. Jesus. Uh, do you think there's any chance we we the Cashman press conference that happened, Cashman called, you know, Stan the DH, and then, you know, we saw the spring training tweets. He was warming up with the outfielders. You got to warm up with somebody. Do you think, you know, Stan's not shy when he, when he talks to people. Do, do you think he's got a little bit he wants to, like, show that he can still be an outfielder? Or do you think, you know, he's he's coming to spring training and he's just doing his thing? 
I, I think he does. I, I don't think he should be content at this stage of his career to be a DH only. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's a National League MVP and, and did it playing the outfield, obviously. So uh, I think he's got a lot of pride, and he probably doesn't love the idea that, you know, your your job is to go sit in the clubhouse and, and the batting cage and wait for your four or five at bat tonight. I think he wants to be involved in the game. and um, I, I think he understands, if you look at this Yankee outfield, that if you've got Clint Frazier healthy and Aaron Hicks healthy and Aaron Judge healthy, that, that maybe the best spot is for him to be on the bench. But, you know, things come up all the time in baseball. It, it's a game where you never have your, your A lineup out there all the time. And I think if he can be a serviceable outfield option and, and play 10, 20, 30 games in the outfield this year, uh, that gives Boone a lot more, more flexibility. I think it's a, a way to keep Stanton active and involved in the game. And the way the Yankees were looking at him last uh, October, you know, they thought in the division series he was looking lean and limber enough that he could have played the outfield for them then. Obviously, they didn't need him to, but um, he was. His, the conditioning has improved so much to that point that he's not this giant block of a man anymore. I mean, he's still huge, but he's trying to be more um, kind of kind of limber and, and uh, flexible and active out there and, and kind of staying away from the bench press machine in, in terms of uh, in favor of getting out there and just running around a little bit. Good. Good. I like that. Yeah. Anything you need to tell us about the other reporters down there? Is anyone acting up? Ooh. <laughs> no, it, it's a different spring training. Uh, you know, we're all wearing masks and we're keeping our distance. Um, it, it's definitely a different spring training than, you know, this time last year. But um, having the fans back in the ballpark is such a huge thing. It's so great, I think, for for everybody, for everybody's kind of state of mind. It, it makes me feel more normal down here, even though I'm, you know, still wearing a mask and uh, we still can't really go out to the restaurant or do any of that. So it, it, it's very much a watch the game, go back to your home or hotel, and, um, you know, Kind of thing, so it, it 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 feels like half of spring training in a lot of ways. But man, considering where we were last March, where we were last July, uh, August, I mean, I'll take this. This is so much better, and uh, hopefully things continue to open up and improve. Any other any other personality stuff, bro? You know, that's kind of what we fuel off of. And uh, the, the example I'm thinking of is two years ago, Didi's last year with the Yankees when he was. Coming off of Tommy John, you couldn't go to anywhere, any spring training field without seeing Didi with his camera, like smiling and having a blast. Is there is there anything else noticeable personality wise? Either someone more relaxed, or people being more silly or less silly. I don't know. You know, I, I haven't seen too much silliness out there. I mean, I, I will tell you when I watch Brett Gardner in the outfield group, like everybody is always laughing, and I don't know what he's saying out there, but. Uh, he is definitely, I, I'm sure he's ripping everybody a new one out there and, and just being the, the kind of wise ass of the outfield because that's who Guardy is and that's who he's been for, for 10 years. So uh, there's a lot of laughter in that outfield group. I, I feel like they're having the most fun during the workouts. Uh, you know, the pitchers were very businesslike, as I mentioned, and, and the catchers are, are busting their butts out there and, and they're, they're the hardest working guys on the field. And, I feel like the infielders are having a little bit of fun, but the outfielders are, are way outpacing them in that. So, um, you know, and maybe part of that's just DJ. DJ being in the infield, and, um, you know, it, you've got one guy who, who's just, it's hard to make him smile. And so 
Um, I, I think the outfielders are having a ball out there, and uh, you know, they, that's if you had to pick one group to, to go work out with, I think that would be the one. I think uh, Brett's telling the other guys, you know, Penny thinks I'm a, I'm her dad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. They don't know. All right, well, we're excited for Kluber today, and I'm excited for you to be my eyes and ears. I'm putting all my trust in you. If he looks shaky, you got to let me know. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, stay tuned. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, I'll try and do the best I can. At Brian Hoke, anything else, anything else you need us to plug, Brian? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, you guys are quoted in the Bronx Zoom, so we might as well plug that coming up. Whoa. That's coming out here. So, I got to get uh, you a blurb. The final stages there. Jim's got a blurb. You. What's the deadline on my blurb? You already blew the deadline, but that's okay. <laughs> we can uh, we can work with you. Fuck. I know you're busy. You're busy, man. All right. Damn it, Brian. I appreciate it, Brian. Heart filled. Hopefully, we see you soon. You I mean you'll be up in the Bronx? You mentioned two. I can't wait to get back up there, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Last year we saw you at the RV. Two years ago we sat. Uh, under the press box with a couple microphones. That was an 18. That was 18, mm-hmm. so that's three years ago. Yeah. So uh, wow. and we're always appreciative of that. Yeah. You're the best. I can always say I knew you when. Same. You didn't even, you only had one book out then. What are you doing at my funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one book, and uh, I hadn't even gone through a pandemic yet. So, you know, we, we've all grown in many ways. We're hardened men. Awesome. All right, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. We'll see you later. You got it, guys. Take care. See you. Claps. Always claps for Brian Hulk. He's great. What now? So I typed out for when I saw that Otani home run, you guys heard me go, holy smokes. Yeah. I typed it out, H-O-L-E-E smokes. I didn't put together yeah. how that could be looked at oh. in that way since he's Asian and that's kind of a Korean spelling. So I was dealing like, oh shit. Yeah. Do, I, does... I get why people would say, yeah. like, are you making an Asian joke? But I was not. Yeah. I just, my verbal reaction was, holy smokes. Yeah. So I, was I almost to, said something, and then I felt like I was, I don't know. Yeah. Some guy DM'd me. He was like, you should delete that. That's really bad. I was like, wait, what? Why? Yeah. So that's going on. Okay. Penny Hoke. What else do we like? Are we on the Dietrich train more now? Dietrich? No. Because he doesn't okay. play short. I think it's. I think they want someone that can play short. Yeah. Unless they're unless they're thinking like you know in the beginning we can get away with it for a little bit, but they can't. They don't want to play Glaber every day. Is the Nick Nelson train running away? Four pitches. Albert Abreu. Gets the Abreu the option. option means that Abreu can start in AAA, uh, and Nelson can start with the Yankees. They like him. Yeah. I mean, he got he got some play. talents there. The arm talents there. Same with I, Abreu. I do have but... a, I do have a scouting report from Mike King. You do. Do you think he minds if I share this? Maybe. I don't think he does because he was kind of joking. Yeah. I DM'd my king. I DM'd my king. I And I said, 97 miles per hour, huh? Yeah. You hitting 100 next outing? Or yeah. What? He said, LOL, I'm going to drop down to 92 to get outs. <laughs> then I'll work <laughs> back up. <laughs> Smart. So look out for that. You know, they say pitching's like real estate. He responded to the Amana Plana Canal, Panama. Did he know it? <laughs> he said, ha, 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 yeah, that's me. Of course he knows that. He's a learned man. Yeah, he is. He's like, a, comes from a smart family. BBD, how are you doing? I saw you thinking about something over there. Hoke interview, roster stuff. 
Bugs. Greg Allen's back. Did we say that? Greg Allen's back. I I was Not wondering if anymore. that hurts Talkman. I don't think it has any actual, but we were saying. I think if, if they, they want tr- Talkman, they they are keeping him. But yeah, if they I, are into Greg Allen. Because when we had easy. the whole conversation, we were saying, well, if they trade Talkman, they don't have another center f- center fielder right. in AAA besides Florial. Now they have Allen. Again, I don't think that yeah. changes anything, but it it was our part of our conversation. It's something. Part of our conversation was there's no center fielder after. Yeah, the only other guy I thought about asking about was Andujar, but I think it's just it's almost not a fun conversation right now. It's just like try your hardest, do your best. We'll see you if it's we like see even ya. if he's his best, he's sort of just blocked and it's blocked on like multiple levels. It's like got to root for like multiple injuries right now, which is not a fun position yeah. to be in if you're him. Yeah. Because he wants to play. The best thing for him is to go get everyday reps at AAA, hit the shit out of the ball, wait till a chance, just like he did with Drury, and then come up and grab a spot because he's hitting. Like if Stanton goes down, Andujar will come up and he'll get so many at-bats. And the likelihood of Stanton going down, fingers crossed, I don't want it to happen, but over the last two years, three years? No, two years. Two years. It's happened. So that it doesn't make any sense for him to make the roster for at, at the peak of at these guys peak of their powers end of the year, do we want to see Anduhar on the bench heading into the postseason? If he looks like twenty eighteen Miguel Anduhar? There's not a lot of middle ground there. It's either something terrible yeah. happened or something really good happened. Yeah. But yeah, Weird. I mean, Andor can hit. So yeah. if there's a spot that works where he gets, you need a hitter. <laughs> you need a DH at bats or pinch hitter. I definitely but, want to want him there. Like if he's yeah. like a right-handed pinch hitter in the playoffs, like that works. But he needs everyday at bats to get to that position. Yeah, you don't want to use him off the bench right away. So I, I think he's a lock for a AAA, which yeah. sucks because he's been a professional hitter. And he really, can really be good. really good. Show us, but. We'd love yeah. to see that. And he'll get a chance at some point this year. Yes, he will. Same with Ford. I hope he goes full. Remember when Brandon Drury was winning every AAA player of the week? <laughs> <laughs> he broke the record for, like, consecutive games on streakers. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, like the mo- longest minor <laughs> league rehab stint. Like, like he, he made the all-star like team, and everyone was like, I don't think. <laughs> That's not the spirit he shouldn't of this do that. <laughs> He's, That's not him, man. What's Jury done since then? I mean, Jerry, I think he's, he's on the, the Mets, Mets right? right? Now. Yeah. I was looking at this the other day. I have a tough question. I don't. Should I not say it? Probably not. You don't think I should say it? I'm getting the sense you shouldn't say it. You would have already said it if you thought you should have just like said it. Said it. I'm checking the numbers. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I think so. If it's... I hope I'm not thinking what I think you're thinking. I won't say it. Do you want to do telepathy or something? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Before mm-hmm. and after. You think... Yeah. 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 Like, is that a pen in your hand? 
I think I'll travel on to Avalon. The sun will come out. Oh. Tanaka. That's what I was saying. Bet your yeah. bottom dollar Can't with Tanaka. The sun will shine. Anyways. Anyway, Tanaka. Anyways, okay. oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't say that. Okay, it'd be cool if there's good words about Kluber after <laughs> tonight's appearance. What could it be? Two cleanish innings, sat ninety-two. Well, he doesn't even throw hard. Like speed's not his game, right? But like, I'm I'm trying to look for what would be like. Oh, that's nice. That's an interesting face you just made. Yes, because there's nothing like. There's a chance that I get my I get more skeptical, right? There's not a chance I get less after one start. Uh, I don't know. I think if all the beat reporters are like, you know, professional, professional appearance by Kluber, that's all we hear. I, here, it's against real hitters. Here's like, my guess. Okay, he pitches. 20, like one inning. He's couple hits, no strikeouts. Okay. And we're like, yeah, okay. Let's see the next one. I hope he wears the right hat. Uh-uh. If he doesn't, that would be that would concern me. How are you going to know? Someone will tweet it. People are still going to tweet. I mean, how many times do you think guys worn the wrong hat and it's never been reported in the history of baseball? I mean, I don't Organized have him, and, un- and unorganized. I don't have him wearing a Yankees hat. Oh, okay. That would be troublesome for me. He yeah. comes out in a Texas Rangers hat. I'm going to be like, oh, Scott no. Scott Boris hat. E. Oh, paying om- paying homage to Cole. That was nuts. That'd be actually cool. <laughs> Tip of the hat to Cole. <laughs> Thanks. All right. I enjoy them. That's the episode. Thank you guys very much, BBD. Any final words from you? Thinking about it. The stakes. They're high. I enjoy them. Nice. This guy said two innings pitched, five hits, four walks. That's like 50 yeah, pitches. Read that. That's um, a lot of pitches. Everyone's throwing like 20. I know something I think he could get you with. What? If he has like a real cute press conference after. Like it felt really good to have the pinstripes on. I felt good out there. I think that could jazz you up a little bit. I don't know if I have jazz ability from this one. I think a couple down the line, the first time he goes three innings, I'll get some jazz ability. He He went through spring training with the Rangers and then opening day out. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Rooney out of surgery, says Zendino. Yeah, Yankees just tweeted it. So that's good.